0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Ditch Decade Diets podcast. Let's talk about this concept that everyone is wanting to talk about. You want to lose weight, but you also know you need to improve your relationship with food. What do you do? Is this possible? Can you focus on weight loss and your relationship with food at the same time? Can you lose weight while stopping binge eating or will the weight come off after you heal your relationship with food? Today, I'm shooting it straight as always and sharing with you the truth behind wanting to lose weight and needing to improve your relationship with food. So first off, I want to say this having a goal of wanting to lose weight isn't bad or wrong. I think everyone has been taught that we need to be smaller. We need to always be doing something to lose weight. Society has taught us this diet culture has taught us this. And everyone that you speak to is talking about their new plan that they're on to drop the weight. And it can be so frustrating when maybe you're trying to stray away from toxic diet culture because you know it's not the way to go. And you know that you need to work on your relationship with food, but it's still popping up right, left and center. And feeling good in your own skin is important. Everybody deserves to experience this. But what I have to say from working with clients and even my own past experience is that there is a huge difference between losing weight and feeling good in your own skin. We think losing weight will make us feel good in our own skin, but there is so much more to it. And I actually did a podcast episode not too long ago about the six steps to more confidence. You can definitely listen to that podcast episode as well too, but I'm sure if you've lost weight and your pants fit more comfortably, you're in less pain, your joints don't hurt as much, you're less bloated. Of course, you're going to feel better. But the confidence that I'm talking about isn't about the number on the scale or the size that you wear. Feeling confident in your own skin has less to do with the way that your body looks and everything to do with who you are. And I want you to think back to a time when you did lose weight. Maybe this was once a very long time ago. Maybe this has been every year. When you lost the weight, did you truly feel good in your own skin? Did you truly feel confident in who you were? Or were there still things you were unhappy about? Were you thinking about food 24-7? Were you obsessing about calories? Were you obsessed with the number on the scale where every single morning you have to step on the scale After, of course, you go to the bathroom. And if the number on the scale went up, you had a horrible day. And if it went down, you had like the best day ever. Did you still look in the mirror and didn't like what you see you saw? Just observe what went on. And I also want you to focus on what you were doing to lose the weight. Was it restriction? Were you feeling deprived? Were you focusing on calories all day? Were you weighing and tracking and measuring all your food? Did you notice that you felt more impulsive with food? Were your cravings stronger? Were your binge urges way stronger? How long did it last? How did you feel? Can you seeing yourself? Can you see yourself doing that long term? When I was dropping weight, mind you, I never had much to lose. So I want to be honest with this. And my experience may be different than yours, but when I was going on vacation with Andrew's family back in, I believe it was 2016 or 2017. I'm so bad with dates. Um, somewhere along those lines, I was counting calories. I was in my fitness pal from the morning to the night. I was doing excessive cardio. I was fatigued all day long. So hungry. I was exhausted. I would take naps every day, you guys. Like literally, I felt like a zombie. My day consisted of food and calories and working out and sleeping. And there was no way I can maintain that. And looking back now, <laughs> I'm not even willing to do that. I am not willing to count and track every single thing that I I eat. I am not willing to say no to dinner dates with my husband. I am not willing to stay home while all of my friends or my family members are enjoying their time and laughing and making memories, enjoying good food. Now, Of course, there may be times where I don't want to go out for dinner. I don't want to eat the pizza. I don't want ice cream or whatever it is. That's fine, too. That's a whole other topic. But it's so interesting when people message me saying, like, I know I need to focus on my relationship with food, but I need to get the weight off. And I get it. But can we look back to see all the times that you've tried to get the weight off and see what happened? probably came back on. You probably didn't feel good. You were probably more obsessed with food, weight, and calories than ever. So it's not that weight loss is bad, but I want you to see firsthand that the way that you go about getting there is usually ineffective when dieting because we all know diets don't work. They are literally set up and designed for you to fail and keep going back to another diet time and time again. And here's another thing too. You can focus on weight loss all you want, but if you don't have a good relationship with food, it's going to be way harder for you to actually achieve the goals. And it's not your fault. It's just diet culture that's been so ingrained into your mind. You need a better relationship with food. You need to make peace with food. You need to shift your thinking around food because when you do, you can get over the all-or-nothing mentality. You stop fearing food. You can go out for lunch without feeling like you've messed up on your diet. You can stop beating yourself up. You have an entire new and healthy perspective on food. You can try new recipes without stressing if it fits into your plan or not. You have more ease with food. And you can spend your precious time focusing on more important things other than food and calories, right? You can actually achieve your goals because you no longer have the urge to binge. Just imagine, you know, I'm sure you probably, you know, maybe have some good days or some weeks and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, the urge hits you and you can't help but to binge, right? You know how uncomfortable it is. You're like, oh, oh, I just have to give in. And the next thing you know, It's like thousands of calories later, and it's not your fault. Imagine if you didn't feel that urge to binge. You wouldn't be sitting there eating thousands of calories, right? Now, I do want to be clear that everybody has a weight set point, okay? So researchers believe that everyone has a set weight and body fat percentage that they should be at, and that is actually genetically predetermined. So your set point weight is really the place where your body feels its best weight wise. It can fluctuate, you know, 10 to 15 pounds, but this is generally where you function and feel your best. So this is good to know. And yep, it may be frustrating, but I want you to understand because it can be, like disheartening when you're trying to diet and counting calories and starving and over exercising and doing all the things to then be frustrated why things aren't working out the way that you want them to. And you have to remember your body wants to work with you. It, it wants to be the best for you. It does everything that it can to keep you healthy and maintain a healthy weight. So if you're dieting and you're restricting and you're actually eating less, than your body needs, your body is going to adjust activity levels, how much energy you expend and even hunger hormones are going to change to keep your weight in this set point range. So you might notice when you're eating in a calorie restricted state, you're on a diet or whatever, you're hungrier, you're more fatigued, energy levels drop, your body is trying to protect you and do everything that it can to get back to normal. And the result is that your metabolism does slow down to reduce the amount of calories you're burning and to just conserve the limited small amount of food that you're receiving. Now, on the flip side, your body also doesn't want to be in a place that's higher than your set point. So it will do what it can to get back to normal. It doesn't want you to have back pain and knee pain and joint pain. It doesn't want that for you. But if you are struggling, With these crazy cravings, these binge urges, the habit of emotionally eating, this can really override because you're no longer listening to your body and eating when you're hungry. It's no longer eating for fuel and for health, but rather out of impulse and pleasure. Now, is there any way you can change your set point weight? I'm sure this is a question you're wanting to know. And researchers show one way. And that is through physical exercise and resistance training, like weight training, because your metabolism does increase when you're lifting weights, you are creating more lean muscle on your body. And the more muscle you have on your body, the more efficient your body is. And the more your metabolism increases. Now, although we can know this, we have to overcome the fear of weight gain. You do not need to gain weight in the process of healing your relationship with food, but you do need to release the fear and this belief of my worth is tied to my weight. I'm only going to be worthy if I'm at a certain weight. Not true. And the fear is what keeps so many people stuck in the diet binge cycle. But working on your relationship with food is needed. It is required to for you to be the healthiest version of yourself physically, mentally and emotionally. And one thing I just want to actually say before I move on about the resistance training, I want to say this just because I share that resistance training can change your what your weight set point doesn't mean now you need to be weight training seven days a week. You need to go balls to the walls. Like I'm sure you guys are smart and understand that. I just feel the need to, to share that. Okay. So now that we understand this, I want you to focus on habits over dieting. What healthy habits are you doing when you, I think uh, there is so much power in habits. And I don't think people take it seriously enough. I don't think people focus on it because I feel like it's the more sustainable route. It's the more challenging thing to do. Like sticking to habits is not easy. And I think a lot of the times people just want fast and quick and simple, but when you focus on habit change, That's when it becomes realistic and sustainable. Getting seven to eight hours of quality sleep, drinking enough water. I love lemon water, especially in the morning. It sets me up for success. I find I continue drinking throughout the day when I've started my day off with being hydrated, um, movement. Like I said, it's not a chore. You have to find what works best for you. Some days that might be weight training. Sometimes it's a walk you know, like going for a walk for me is a no brainer. I love lifting weights, but you know, sometimes I just want to go for a walk. Sometimes I want to maybe lift lighter, do more reps, you know, do a body weight workout. I truly believe everyone needs to be moving their body, not for weight loss, but for mental health. It's an act of self-care. You just feel so much better about yourself. You're in a better mood. You're happier. You're healthier. You know, you have less pain in you know your body and when you feel good you do tend to make better food choices that's the truth you know after a good workout you might not crave a big ass burger <laughs> you know like you might crave something more refreshing and when you take better care of yourself you you just feel good to take care of yourself you know what i mean like you have the energy to take care of yourself. And this also doesn't mean that you need to, you know, like I said, go balls to the ball, balls to the wall with, you know, these habits. Like we got to start small. We got to start slow. You have to find what works best for you and make sure that you're enjoying it. Like it needs to be fun. It needs to be realistic right? So that you can maintain it. Now, another thing too, another healthy habit is meal prepping, not in a diet culture way, but do you have foods on hand that you can cook yourself? You don't need to be a chef. Believe me, I am definitely no chef. Although I am starting to kind of enjoy cooking a little bit. I'm like playing around with like a few different recipes and stuff. And like, I'm just so simple, you know, but I'm trying, I'm trying, but you like make meals at home, you know, like have foods and meals handy because there's nothing worse when you're hangry and there's nothing in the fridge. And then you have to wait 40 minutes for a meal to cook. And You'll often find yourself either nibbling and then by the time dinner comes, you're like, I'm not even hungry because I basically ate half of my meal when preparing it. Or you'll just go for whatever is quick and easy, which is fine, but it might not be the option that you really want for yourself. You're just doing it out of convenience. And remember this, I was telling one of my clients inside of the academy, I said, diet culture doesn't own meal prep. Meal prep doesn't mean you're dieting. It means you're setting yourself up for success during the week when you're tired from a long day, right? So this is all really important habits, but you have to get out of the perfectionist mindset that it needs to look a certain way, right? Just because you're meal prepping doesn't mean you have to meal prep breakfast, snack, lunch, dinner, another snack doesn't mean that it has to be perfect and you can't eat anything outside of your meal prepped meals because that's not going to work. I've tried that. I, you guys, I have pictures of when I used to meal prep, but this was like diet culture land, not like health habits, meal prepping. Um, so diet culture, meal prepping, I weighed and tracked and measured every single thing. And because I weighed and tracked everything, I had to have those specific meals like Monday. If like those were my macros, I had to eat what I prepared because if not, I'd be off my macros. Like, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I never wanted to eat those meals because I'd come to Monday and I would actually be craving something else. And then, you know, what would happen would be I would crave something else. And because I'm like, well, this is going to throw off everything because I was so meticulous. I'm like, screw it. Screw it. And then I would feel horrible because I would spend so much time meal prepping. You guys, I would spend hours. And again, I do recommend, you know, pulling aside maybe two to three hours. Um, you can probably do it in less depending on like how many people you're cooking for, how long you're cooking for. But I do recommend setting aside that time every six single week to prep because it will actually save you so much more time. But diet culture, meal diet culture, meal prep is like perfection. It's I have to eat these foods. I can't eat anything else. And that's not true. My definition of healthy meal prep is have healthy meals on hand. So when you don't have time to cook a healthy meal, you have something ready. It's not I have to eat the breakfast that I prepared. I have to eat the lunch that I prepared. I have to have the snack that I prepared. I have to have the dinner that I prepared. No, right? And again, with everyone's schedules, you might want to prep more meals than not, uh, but you don't want to be so meticulous, right? Um, Another thing to get out of the perfectionist mindset too, with habits, let's say you're like trying to drink more water if you're drinking one glass of water a day, telling yourself that you need to start drinking like a gallon, which I used to do. Oh my God, you guys, I used to be like the worst at drinking water. I can go all day without drinking water. And I had this like weird thing where like I was told like drink water and like that will subside your cravings and you're not going to be hungry. So like, I felt like if I drank, then I wouldn't enjoy my meals. Like it was so, it was so weird. It was so crazy. But anyways, if you're what, what I was saying with that, it's like, if you're, if you're just drinking one glass of water a day, and then you're telling yourself you have to drink a gallon or even eight glasses that might not be realistic. Can you start off with two, two glasses? If you're not exercising and then you're now telling yourself, okay, you have to work out seven days a week. mm, not realistic. And you're not going to be able to keep up with it. Can you start with one time or maybe like two to three times per week for like 10 to 15 minutes? Right. And maybe you've heard of, um, habit stacking before. So what habit stacking is, is you're stacking a new habit onto an already existing habit. So your new habit is drink two glasses of water Maybe you stack that onto an existing habit of your alarm going off. So your alarm goes off. Boom. That's your sign. I'm going to drink my glass of water, right? Or maybe the existing habit is turning on the coffee machine. Or if you're anything like me, I don't drink coffee. I put my, co- uh, my tea kettle on and I press the button and maybe that is the signal to drink your water. If your new habit is going for a walk, maybe you do that as soon as you get home. You step into the door, you get change, and you you get out the door. It's so much easier to stack a new habit onto an old one because you're already doing one of them, right? And I know I mentioned a lot of habits, right? And there are so many, you know, sleep and hydration, meal prep, movement, but you don't want to focus on all of them unless you're maybe doing the majority of them already, but even if you are doing the majority of them, are you like, are you like doing them fully, you know? Cause we can do all these habits, but like sleep is kind of wonky and like water is kind of wonky and like movement's kind of wonky. So I would start off with one. I tell my clients all the time, focus on one thing at a time, master it, get really good at it, create a habit out of it. And then when it feels really good, it kind of like just fits seamlessly into your life. And it's kind of now an autopilot to just going for a walk twice a week. Then you can add another habit, right? I'm really consistent in my life with a lot of things. And I've been able to maintain a healthy lifestyle simply because I have habits. My morning routine, hydration, lemon water and tea journaling, a breath work, gratitude, my movement. I go to bed at a decent time. I get good quality sleep. And it's not because I want to do these things all the time. But there is something so beautiful about loving discipline and following through with the commitments that you've set for yourself. This is how you build self-trust. You say you're going to do something and you do it not out of forcing yourself, not out of, I have to, because I need to get the weight off. No. In fact, the more loving you can be towards yourself, the more gentle you can be towards yourself, the more you see, I am so worthy of feeling good and taking care of myself, the more consistent you'll actually be. Cause it's no longer out of this place of, of hatred, but I love myself so much. So that I'm going to go on that walk. I love myself so much so that I'm going to put my phone down and I'm actually going to go to bed, right? And there might be some days where it's like, although I don't feel like maybe going for a walk today, this is where the loving discipline comes in. I am going to do it because I know it's an act of self-care and it's going to make me feel better. So you do need to find that like happy medium where you do listen to your body. If you're truly not feeling it, you know, listen, but the majority of the time, it's not that you're too tired or you can't do the thing. Your mind likes to play these games. And often we just need to do it because you feel so much better. And some people will do better with structure and some people will do better with flow. So here's the difference. Structure is I am going to weight train three times a week very specific in what you will do and how many times you're going to do it flow is I'm going to move my body a few times per week. You're not specific in what type of movement you'll do. So maybe you wake up Tuesday morning and you're like, I'm going to go for a run. And then Friday, you're like, I want to lift some weights. Great. There's no structure of when you'll do it. You just like the flexibility to do it when your body wants to this works for some people. For me, I like the balance of both structure and flow. So my structure is daily movement. I just feel so much better. Um, I have more energy, way more productive. My body feels good. I can show up for my clients, but I have flow of when I will do my weight training workouts. Like sometimes it's Monday. Sometimes it's Wednesday. Sometimes it's Saturday. I check in with my body, but I will move my body. So if I don't, let's say like weight train, I'm going to go for a walk and I don't weight train every day by the week. I do it a few times per week. Um, so that's not structured, but I like structure of moving my body in the morning. Andrew and I go for a walk at 9am together. It's so cute. Oh my God. I feel like we're like known as like the walking couple in our new area because everyone just sees us walking all the time. Um, but sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes we don't go for a walk at 9am and that's okay. I will go later, right? I, yes, I do know. I'm very blessed to have flexibility, to have more flow with my schedule. Since I do work from home, I work for myself, but even if you are somebody who let's say like works nine to five. You can have flow in terms of which days you choose to move your body. Maybe some days you get up early before work and some days maybe you do it on a lunch break if that's possible, or maybe after work or on the weekends, maybe you're like, heck no, I am never working out after work. I'm so exhausted. And then maybe you're like, I'm never getting up earlier than I actually have to. I literally roll out of bed two minutes before I actually need to get out of bed. Right. Either way, it's perfect. You're going to find what works best for you. And there's different seasons. Different seasons of your life will require different things. Maybe when work is so busy, you need more structure maybe to keep you more consistent. Or maybe when work is so busy, you need more flow. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you're so burnt out that like structure, like there's just no way. You have to have flexibility. You have to have flow. So, the key is to not see one better than the other. There is not one better than the other, right? There's not. So, I hope that everything that I talked about like the habits, the hydration, the sleep, the movement, the meal prepping you're going to start implementing and see you need to stop focusing on weight loss as the primary goal, the calories, the number on the scale how much you're eating, the size you're wearing, this creates obsession and it keeps you focused so much more on calories and food. Instead focus on self-care and healthy habits that make you feel your best. I was talking to my client and, you know, I said, focusing on healthy habits is the harder route. Anyone can diet. Anyone can, you know, anyone can literally just like restrict themselves and like feel deprived, but sticking to healthy habits and like being consistent with them, it's a whole other ballgame. But I promise you, when you have healthy habits in place, you will find consistency. You'll feel better and you'll be able to achieve your goals in a way that feels fun and sustainable. When you focus on weight loss and you step on that scale and it goes up, up, It either leads into further restriction or screw it mode, right? Which bleeds into thinking about food more, stressing about the calories, beating yourself up, saying no to the brownie, but then having this intense craving and then binging on it later to then restrict the next day and be in the same cycle versus feeling good, which feels empowering. You're the boss. You choose what feels good for you. And when you focus on feeling good, since of course you obviously want to feel good, You'll want to be consistent. You're going to look forward to it. Maybe not always in the moment, but you crave the feeling it gives you, the high it gives you, the joy it brings, the health you feel. You remind yourself that it's all worth it. And I promise you, you can truly be confident in your own skin and, and have a healthy relationship with food. When you do things in the right order and you put your mental health as a main focus. So if you're starting to see how important this truly is and how you've done the dieting before and you focus on the weight loss before and it just kept you still in this cycle because you haven't fixed your relationship with food, you haven't actually worked on the thing that is causing you to feel out of control with food and have your weight maybe be at a place where, you know, you know, it's not at your healthy set point weight and you're done with yo-yo dieting and obsessing about your weight and food and calories. And you're ready to feel confident in your own skin, eat normally without having to weigh and track and measure all of your food. I would love to support you inside of the Ditch Decade Diets Academy. This is my group coaching program that will help you regain control with food and break free from binge eating for good. It's an incredible sisterhood. I do have clients inside of the program that, of course, have weight loss goals. Of course, they want to feel good in their own skin, but they also realize that they have to fix their relationship with food. And with the support of the community, it is so much easier to focus on what truly needs to happen and what's truly important for you. So I love to support you so that you can feel good with your relationship with food and feel good in your own skin. So you can check out the link down below in the show notes to apply and learn more about the program. So that is all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you in the next episode.